We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Samus Fandiari here, across from me, Big Nesh of the Golden State Warriors Fast Break blog at the Mercury News. Biggie, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, Sam. How about yourself? Good. I'm I'm pretty optimistic about this game, but like as far as I'm concerned, and Andy and I have talked about it, game five, two two series, it's it's officially a three-game series going forward. I feel like this is the make or break game of the series. Um in the past, when the Warriors have been two two, this has been the game where they kind of show you that, you know, it's over. We're the better team. This is not those Warrior teams of the past. But based off what Steph Curry did in game four, um, I it was just a long weekend. I've never wanted a weekend to go by faster to get to Monday than yep. Precisely. I, I'll, I'll back up your, your statement with some evidence. So not just in Warriors land, game fives, if a series is tied 2-2, uh, the team that wins game five goes on to win the series 82.8% of the time in the playoffs. Um, I haven't crunched that number for the finals, but I'm sure it's, it's pretty darn close to that. It's, 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 it's the pivotal game. Um, and I'm totally with you. You know, weirdly enough, after Wednesday night's game, I was like, oh God, I don't know how I'm going to make it till Friday. And then Friday night's game, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to make it to Monday in a very different way. I'm like, can it get here tomorrow? Like, can we just bottle up Steph's lightning um, and just keep it on, on tap for, for whenever the next game shows up? Uh, it's a big game, huge game, enormous game. Huge game. So I want to throw a couple things out at you that ask a question. So the Celtics are 7-0 and and have outscored opponents by 15.6 points per game following a loss this postseason. They haven't lost back-to-back games since January 23rd. They are 8-3 and on the road in the playoffs. I feel like Celtic fans in general are like, this is just what we do. We're going to lose. We're going to respond. Do those numbers mean anything to you? Do you think they come out different tonight? Or do you think after what we saw in game four with what Steph did, it's a different story? I want to answer your question concretely without hedging. I think oh, okay, so <laughs> if I'm exactly if, I, if I'm the Celtics, right. I got my head blown off by Steph. And not because I played particularly bad defense in any stretch of the word. It's just Steph was Steph. Steph was, it was one of the greatest finals performances you'll ever see, period. Bar none, full stop. Mm -hmm. So 
if I'm the Celtics, like if, if I'm a Warriors fan, right, let, let me flip the perspective. If the Celtics want to come out different, what is that likely going to look like? Get the ball out of Steph's hands, send blitzes at him. That has, I don't think they should do that if I'm a Celtics, if I'm the Celtics. Like I see no reason to all of a sudden grease the skids of the machine that has won the Warriors so many titles, which is Draymond rumbling to the hoop with a four on three situation. Draymond, who, by the way, has been really subpar and that's a polite way to put it offensively um, because they're not sending to it stuff. He doesn't know exactly. what to do on offense because of that. Exactly. He's completely off his rhythm and it's cascading, right? You don't have to guard him. You likely don't have to guard Looney and Looney is a must play at this point, just given the, the size disadvantage the Warriors have. Um, Clay is getting run off the three point line and having to take leaners. Um, it's, it's the step show basically. And they're doing the step, what the Warriors did to, to jaw or to Luca in previous series. So I don't know if the Celtics need to come out different. I think on the flip side, if Steph is going to continue to hit threes at a 50% cup, I think he's at 49% now for this entire finals, which is just bonkers to me. Um, you may have to change it up because he might keep blowing your head off. Like, I, I don't know, like this is rarefied air, even for Steph, but I, I don't want to be the person to tell you that, Oh, he can't keep it up. Of course he can keep it up. He's Steph. I believe anything's possible with him. Yeah. 49% on nearly 13, three point attempts a game. And anyone who's watching the game knows that like, maybe two of those are like open catch and shoots. Like it's a lot of difficult in traffic snaking around a a screen type of shots. I mean, he's, he's, we've talked about on every post game show, but it's like, you're getting the peak Steph show. So I, I I don't know where anyone comes to questions about him. Um, But you answered kind of my follow-up. Does Boston change the coverage on him? And I think I lean into what you're saying too. I don't think they will. I don't think they will unless they go down in this game. Then they might throw a different look at Steph. Um, Good point. It's a really good point. But I don't think they're going to come out with a different look off the bat. Um, What's interesting about the two teams is Boston plays the same defense because they have the personnel. They don't care who you are. They come out with something. They, In some ways, it reminds me a lot of the Warriors of previous years when they had the best defensive personnel in the NBA. The Warriors, on the other hand, are mixing schemes, possession to possession, quarter to quarter, uh, because they believe giving people different looks is their best way to throw them off and get a defensive advantage because this isn't as good of a defensive unit as they've had in the past. You're 100% right. I think they're... You know, you got to basically account for the weaknesses. Um, and with the Celtics, right, they're prone to, or they're not prone, they're, one of their tactical advantages is to exploit the mismatch, target a pool, um, target an undersized GP2, target a staff and make him work on the defensive end. You're going to have to mix things around because the Warriors do not have a, you know, a five-armed octopus that they can throw out that's great on offense and defense. Yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't have that, like, five-man lineup. They're like, all right, you know, it, it's uh, it's over. It's it's serious time. Like let's get to it's high leverage moment. Let's get to our best lineup. It it, it really is a kind of mix and match scenario for them. Yeah, I, I was the other thing I was going to add is I think from the Celtics perspective, you know, you, the, each team can incredibly make the claim we should be up three one in this series or better. Right. I, I, it doesn't matter. We're we're at two two right now because of the fact that in in critical moments each team has had one kind of high profile meltdown. The Warriors, I think, in Game One, and the Celtics in Game Four. Um, so we're here, three game series, like you said. Um, but Game Five is critical, and you know the number does mean something to me. To answer the, the original question you came at me with, Sam, which is seven and zero after losses, double digit margins, haven't lost back to back games since January. 
I, at the risk of, of bringing up some traumatic memories, I remember the Warriors fans hanging on to that stat in 2016 in the finals. Warriors haven't lost three games in a row right, all right. season. We're going to be okay. Um, you know, the Celtics have played with fire. Like they could have, they could have seized control of the series in game four. Um, and now they got to go on the road. And if you assume that the Warriors get a good whistle and the role players show up, you know, Warriors could very easily win game five. And that would be very tough for them to overcome, especially if you get game six, Clay showing up in game six. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You mentioned the role players. Uh, Steph obviously put together an all-time performance. Players not named Steph Curry shot eight for 29 from three in game four. Players not named Steph Curry in general have not hit shots all series. They were three for 17 on what uh, NBA.com tracking data defines as open threes. And watching the game, yes, they it was a lot of Wiggins, Clay, Poole missing shots that they typically hit you know are, are they the wide open shots against orlando in december no but like are they as open as you're gonna get in the finals yes and are the shots those players can hit yes part of me feels like that plays the warriors advantage because they're coming home everyone shoots a little better at home they feel a little hotter they feel a little better and if the warriors generate the same shots they get like they haven't played particularly well like Take Andrew Wiggins rebounding game four, which was phenomenal out of it. They have not shot the ball particularly well. Some of it is, is bad luck. And I feel like it has to come around for them a little bit. Yeah. And that's one side of the equation. The other side is, is just Boston is shooting the tar out of the basketball right? from deep, especially. And so, you know, the one is in the Warriors control, right? The, the ability for them to, to make more shots with their old players. I mean, we're, <laughs> statistics frowns at the concept of you're due for something. You're not due for anything, but you know, it would be great if, if that's how it works because the warriors could use an explosion from clay. They could use an explosion from or pool or Wiggins or anyone really doesn't matter. Just one other person's got to come along for the ride and it can't just be the Steph show all the time. That'll certainly make the margin of victory more comfortable. Um, You know, you saw what happened in game two when some people did come along for the ride and it wasn't an avalanche, but it really was because everyone, like it just took a couple and that, that really starts things to snowball. On the flip side, the Celtics are like Jason Tatum's shot chart. I just saw one fly by my Twitter screen is uh, his shooting percentage, like zones. Um, the graph of his zones were super overlaid over the court is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. He's deep, dark red inside the arc and bright green outside there. He's shooting like he's, he's oh. shooting 27% on two pointers. I looked yeah. it up. It's, 
Yeah, anytime he puts the ball on the floor, it's not. It's been um, it's been terrible for the Celtics. Yeah, and Jalen Brown's done a lot better on the inside, um, but he there are other weaknesses to his game that can be hit. Um, and I hate to you know uh, some of the TV announcer stuff has been hilarious this time, but it really is true. Like make the Celtics go left seems like a, a very basic truism, but I swear to God it worked in Game Four. Um, and so I will the Celtics cool off. You have to imagine they do at some point. Um, but teams have historically shot better from three than expected against the Warriors. This is, again, another TV announcer point. It's, it, it tends to happen. The Warriors concede a lot of wide-open corner threes. But it's really hard to shoot 10 of 14, even on open threes like the, the Celtics did in, in game four. Um, the Warriors shot three of 17 on, on similarly classified data. That's a huge spread and a huge difference to make up. I, so I think Warriors coming home should hopefully help them out. And hopefully the Celtics at some point remember that they are a team of somewhere between 33 and 35 and 36% three-point shooters, not 45% three-point shooters. Yeah, the last thing I want to point out is the Warriors won a game where Boston did not turn the ball over a lot. That's also an area where the Warriors can can take advantage of them. Okay, Uh, Tatum did have six turnovers, but as a team, they had 15. I would have thought in a loss, they have to get closer to that 20 number. Usually, 20. yeah, turnovers. Yeah. Um, they don't really handle the ball very well. They make some poor passes, and they're an amazing half-court defense. So your best chance to score on them is in transition anyway. I do wonder if the Warriors apply even more ball pressure on them, like you said, force them left, um, do some things that they've been hesitant to do but that Miami did against Boston. Yeah. I think it makes Boston uncomfortable. And if you want to go for the juggler, you have to win game five at home. You know, and then you got two games to play with to win the series. Um, you can't have Boston heading home up three two. So yeah, it's not a situation we're we'll getting into. Precisely, I think uh, the the ball pressure situation is 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 really interesting because again, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum probably are best ball handlers. They can be turned over. They do turn the ball over. Um, not, none of them are really point guards, but yeah, you no, know, they're, they're they're all trying. And, and the weird thing is, is that Boston has out-assisted the Warriors this series, which just goes to go show how one-dimensional the Warriors' offense has been. But it's yeah. not been because, you know, all of a sudden Boston has three point guards. No, they've, they functionally got zero, and they can be turned over. Um, Warriors' transition offensive rating is like 122, and their half-court rating, despite Steph going bananas, is like 90. So it really does behoove them to, to get out in transition, turn Boston over. And you're right, game five, I treat the Warriors. Steve Kerr should be saying, this is a must win. You do not want to go on the road back to the TD garden down three, two with the chance for Boston to clinch at home. It, it's yeah. tough. You don't want to do that. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Give me one prediction for this game. Um, not final score, but give me one player prediction on the Warriors side. I think clay scores more than 25 points. You think we get a clay game tonight? I think we get a clay game. I, you know, the, the best shot he took of all of game four was that two people come at Steph, he shovels it over to the top of the key, no hesitation, catch and shoot. I think we're going to see more of that. I think I think Clay's going to get unstuck tonight. I'm going with Jordan Poole. Uh, not for any other reason than he's slowly figured out that this Celtics team requires him to make his move faster. He can't dance on the ball. He loves to dance on the ball. He can't, um, you know, it's again, it's not the Orlando Magic in December. You got to be <laughs> decisive with this team. And I think he's particularly a guy who, if he sees one or two go through, 
Yep. The crowd loves him. He's going to start feeling it. I would not be surprised if we got the Jordan Poole 8 for 12, 20 points in 21 minutes. And, like, if you watch the game, his minutes in the second and third quarter are really where the Warriors wanted it. That's my prediction. Um, but we'll get out of here. Appreciate you, as always. And let's let's see how it goes tonight.